The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. They're America's number one sportsbook with an easy-to-use app that's safe and secure. And when I win, I get paid out in as little as two hours. And this season, FanDuel Sportsbook is making betting easy for everyone. With great promos like risk-free bets, enhanced odds markets, same-game parlays, and more. So if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. We are still the most popular sports betting podcast in America as we head into the final week of 2021. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. It is Tuesday. Week 17 is upon us. Two weeks left in the regular season. Two weeks to make big money. Off of many, many games, I am joined by my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, Diamond Hunter, professional better, my brother. Dad, we're almost there, buddy. We're almost through the holiday season. People are, people are asking me, you guys taking off? No days off, Chad. There is no holiday break for me and you. We're going to plow right on through. What do we got left? Two months about? It's uh, Yeah, forget that noise. <laughs> it's definitely... This is one of my favorite times of the year because all the games feel like playoff games. And this past weekend, those were fun games. A lot of those games were so competitive. So, I mean, people are complaining like how ugly and sloppy these games are. These are cold winter games. I mean, people are going to run it. People can't catch the ball. Their hands are frozen. I love it. I, I love this time of year, especially when it's football weather. I'm not going to lie to you, though. I think I mentioned this last week. It feels like this has been an endless season. and. I very specifically watched less football from Thursday to Monday than I've watched in I don't know how long. Honestly, that Thursday game feels like it might as well have been between the was the Niners and the Titans, might as well have been a year ago. Uh, we loved the, the Titans in that one. We won that game. Didn't watch a minute of it. On Saturday, we didn't talk aggressively about the Packers and the Browns. We did end up betting, which I forgot to put in the Faves 5 in the Action Network app. I did put our other four games in there. We ended up betting the Cardinals. I'm glad we didn't tell anyone because they would have lost, but I didn't watch either of those games. And then Sunday, like I was in and out, and Monday, I didn't watch a single game. I didn't watch the game. Yeah, I, I feel like that wasn't the least pro thing Chad's ever said on the show. Uh, unlike Chad, I enjoyed the whole weekend, all the games. I love this time of year. I get it. The season is long to non-professionals, but the pros, 
these are the best days. I mean, other, if it wasn't for COVID, these would be my biggest bets. Most my most money put out are these kind of weeks. But we talked about with COVID, there's so much unknown. A couple of our big bets hit last week. I know you didn't love the Rams, but my Simon says I, I was all over the Rams. And that was one of those that nothing changed. Even went up to minus three, I still took the number. Matthew Stafford, I think through three interceptions, we still covered just because Kirk Cousins that bad in a big spot. So that was nice. Your scooter let pick came through on the Chiefs, which was one of my bigger bets too. Unfortunately, that under, we got backdoored in the last two minutes. That was brutal. Yeah. The Dolphins, that, that was one of my bigger bets of the whole weekend it was the Dolphins plus three, plus three and a half, their money line and the under. And I think the under moved by seven points and the, the side moved by seven points. So I looked at it for a while. I was like, should I take the other side and try to hit this middle? But luckily, I just didn't do it because my whole my whole thinking was this was already a scheduled loss for the Saints. This was a trap game after such a big win the previous week. The fact that this quarterback has never taken an NFL snap before, it's either going to go two ways. Either he's going to be incredible and have the game of his life and then never play another game in the NFL, or he's going to Nathan Peterman it, which is what he did, which is he's a train wreck. He's either getting sacked or throwing a pick. And people complain about that game. Like that was like one of the worst games of the year. Not if you had the Dolphins sticking an under bet. That was probably one of my favorite games of the year. So it was an ugly weekend. I told you one of my biggest bets was the Bears money line. They were down seven, two minutes to go. My man Nick Foles drove the field in the snow and got the two-point conversion for the outright win. So that was nice. I needed those just because I lost pretty big on the Cardinals, which I know Matt Mitchell was just laughing at us. He, he must have just been thinking to himself, these frauds, these frauds. I tell them all the time to fade Cliff. And we walked right into it. And that Carolina bet, that, I, that to me is one of my worst bets the entire year. Carolina is running, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a two, two QB system, but both the QBs suck. Like, I feel like every time I checked that Panthers game, it was three incompletes in a row by Sam Darnold. Then they bring in Cam Newton and go three incompletes in a row. Their head coach is saying Jay-Z took seven years to become famous, who knows what, after the game. So that was probably one of my, probably my third or Second biggest amount of money I'd bet last week in West Carolina, and it felt it was like it was dead within five minutes of that game starting. So it, it was a good weekend, but it had a lot of bad in it, too. That was terrible. We ended up going three and two on the week. Uh, I mentioned the Cardinals. We lost that. We lost the Panthers. Our final five, which other than the Cardinals, you can track, a reminder, in the free Action Network app, follow the Faves 5 handle. It's very easy to find. We liked the Bills plus two and a half. That ended up pretty smart. We like Kansas City minus seven and a half. And we like Miami plus three. Again, a lot of these lines, I get a lot of feedback this weekend, like as if people aren't listening. We will talk about the bets that we like today with the lines as they are right now. We will talk about bets that we like on Thursday with the lines as they are on Thursday. On Sunday, this is the way the contest we are in works. Like they lock their lines on Tuesday or Wednesday. We don't have to make our decisions until Sunday. So a lot of times we are making our, our decisions based on the closing line value. Miami was at three and a half in the contest, closed at three and a half as a favorite. Of course, we're going to take Miami. Like Kansas City was at seven and a half in the contest and was closing at 10 and a half. So we liked Kansas City. Like that's just going to happen. You can't get mad at us because we're playing the game that's presented to us and on the deadline that's presented to us. And that... We- we do a literally a free podcast where Chad makes me give you my best bets on a Tuesday. If, yeah. I, if I said 
I'm betting Kansas City on a Tuesday. If I said I'm betting the Rams as one of my favorite bets on a Tuesday, we're, we're betting it. I, I might buy out, and it's very rare I do buy out, but if something crazy happens where I'm betting big on Baltimore and then all of a sudden the Ravens are down to their third string or fourth string quarterback, yeah, I'm going to buy out and probably change my position on Baltimore. This week, nothing really changed. I mean, we were in on Miami. I was still in on Miami. Unfortunately, we did our Thursday show, and then literally an hour after we posted our show, the news broke that the quarterback was out. Nothing had really changed that. We'd still bet Miami a minus one. So, yeah, I, I get why people will complain about stuff, but it's like we literally do a free show where I'm telling you on Tuesday where I'm betting. Two free shows a week. And, by the way, also, reminder, we do uh, Convince Me. We get a lot of questions about this. Another reminder, Convince Me is the show that we do on Sunday mornings at Action Network HQ, 11 a.m. Eastern. It's also on Action Network's YouTube page. Had a lot of viewers on YouTube this week. I think it's because I reminded people. That's what I'm assuming. It's not a podcast. It's a show you can watch on Twitter at Action Network HQ. It's live. Stays up throughout the Sunday, or you can watch it on Action Network's YouTube page. That's where you get the most up-to-date information because we're doing the show at 11 a.m. And that's where we're talking about things as they exist in the moment. All right, Simon. Week, it's week 16? Week 17? 17, my friend. Week 17. No more Thursday night football games. It's sad. No more Thursday night football games. Got to watch amateur league college football. Well, I don't watch football anymore, so I don't. Uh, Well, the rest of us that have no lives still do. Meanwhile, the Buccaneers are going on the road after beating up the Panthers that we thought it would be sort of a come down game for the Bucs. They're now 13 and a half point favorites against the Jets. One of those spots where already 80% of the bets are coming in on the Bucs. Huge favorite on the road, getting that kind of percentage would normally say you take the Jets. We still do. I hate it, but we have to. Another thing I love about doing the show with you, Chad, is seeing our fan base learn and grow from different things and even little things mean you might miss or you know, we weren't on Houston because in our contest, Houston was only plus nine and a half where the live line was up to 14. Tons of messages about all these fans of our show saying, hey, Simon, all these little red flags you mentioned are popping up with this Houston team. All the money's coming in on the Chargers. They're on the road. The line had moved up. Now it's coming back down. Should we take Houston? And I was like, I'll take Houston, but I'm not taking their money line. I, I was like, there's no way they're going to win without Cooks. Doesn't matter. Did not matter. Cooks was apparently irrelevant. They have Rex Burkhead, who's going to run for hundreds and hundreds of yards and two touchdowns. So that was a great read by our fans taking Houston's money line. I think they got a plus 500. Wish I had done that. That was, that was a great bet by them. For this matchup, everything you just said is true. We, we take the Jets here. The Buccaneers, they're a great team. We know Tom Brady dominates rookies. The Jets are coming off a big win. But they're at home, and we're, playing, we're going against a Buccaneers team that, again, that game last week was more about Carolina. Carolina just could not get anything going. I think they put up, what, six points against this Buccaneers team that they've just lost Shaq Barrett now to that D-line. So uh, the injuries keep mounting. I know Antonio Brown came back last week. He looked great for that Buccaneers team. He really helped carry that offense. But to me, at 15 points, whatever this might be, 13 and a half points, whatever you can get, you take the Jets here. It's like the two, two inflated of a line. So I don't know if this will be one of our five. But I bet this when I hit 14, I'm seeing it now back down to 13 and a half at some books, but some books have it up to 15. So I would chop around in this number. If you can get above a 14, I would take this number. Ugly, but right. And, and I was wondering yeah. the same thing on Sunday. Like, I can't believe we didn't go bigger on the Texans, given all the signals that were sort of flaring up in, in that direction. 
This next game is, is one of the most interesting games on the board. The Chiefs are visiting the Bengals. Bengals off of this huge, huge win, this statement game. Joe Burrow, fuck you. You're not giving me the gold jacket. I'm going to throw for 525 yards on you. And the Chiefs, who finally the last couple of weeks have actually been covering relatively big numbers. And that was a smash spot. We loved the Chiefs last week against the Steelers. The Chiefs are five-point favorites on the road. I, my first instinct here, you bet the Bengals, five and a half right now. But is that a letdown spot? Are the Chiefs in a better position? Are they getting healthier? Are they really the dominant team now? It's tricky. I don't want to, uh, am, I, am I out thinking myself? Yeah, so I'm right there with you. When I first saw this at seven and a half last week, I was like, wow, that's a great number to take that Bengals team at. And to me, I forget if you bet it with us, but the plus a thousand Bengals to win this division, it's minus 250 now. So you're looking for opportunities to hedge. You don't need to do it this week. It seems like it's going to come down to the Browns and the the Bengals next week. So we'll deal with that next week, hedging that out. But for this week with the Bengals, I hate to do it, but I got I got to take got to take the Chiefs. When I look at this matchup, I love what Joe's doing. I love all the feel good story, everything about them right now. But it's late December, and he just beat a backup quarterback on a banged up Ravens team. Now he's going going against Mahomes and this Chiefs team that they've been here before. This is what we talked about early in the year. We could all bash and talk all the shit we want about the Chiefs. Mahomes has only ever lost to one quarterback in the playoffs, and that's Tom Brady. Okay. This, this man, if he gets to January, if he gets to February, I'm always going to back Mahomes unless he's going against Tom Brady. So looking at this matchup, this is a playoff football game. This is literally for the number one seat for this Chiefs team. Cannot see them let down here. Can see a big letdown spot from this Bengals team where they're looking ahead to next week. They know next week's the game they need to win. They, that's the game for the division. So I'm with you. First glance, I'm like, I like these points. I'm going to take these points. But the fact the pros have already bet it down, they've moved it across a key number. As long as it stays below six, I'll be taking the Chiefs. Isn't it interesting, though, because everything about this from a precedent signals perspective says you take the Bengals. It does. I mean, where, where's the money and the tickets coming in early right now? Because that's, I forgot to mention this last show. This time of year, a lot of this money bet right now is pro money. Okay, the public. They've spent their money on Christmas or they've already lost all their money by now. So wh- that's why I like hearing from Chad what the number is right now at this time of year, because early money, early bets, it's going to be pro money. It's not going to be the public. Pro money right now is on the Bengals. Right. Because again, it was at seven and a half. So that makes sense. They bet it down. But yep. um, we'll see. Maybe we'll get a better number. I still like the Chiefs below six. The Raiders on the road at the Colts, they are... I'm getting some weird numbers here. This can't be right. Hold on. Yeah, it's right. Carson Wentz just got put on the COVID list. Ah. Yeah. All right. So, like my phone's blowing up right now because that happened literally five minutes before we came on. Well, fuck. I mean, you used to be able to get the Raiders at a huge number and now it's completely down. So, I mean, I got, I got a little money down on it, but all the books pretty much took it off right before we came on. So. All right. Well, if Carson Wentz is on the COVID list, then what do we think of the Colts as a very short home favorite against the Raiders? They'll smash in the Colts. Raiders coming off a win. They're terrible against the run. The Colts should have all their offensive linemen back off the COVID list. Wait, we'll wait and see. We'll see where this number ends up just because you just saw Carson Wentz is out. They're going to be starting a rookie quarterback now. The public's going to come in really heavy on this Raiders game. So 
you like the Raiders and you hear this show, you can still get a five. Maybe you take that. And if you like the Colts like I do, I'll just wait. I think I'll get down to three and I'll just take that number. It's obviously not ideal. This Colts team, for all the shit we talk about Carson Wentz, I think he has 24 touchdowns, the six interceptions. He's been all right. He has moments of brilliance and he has moments where he does the dumbest shit ever. I don't know if I can trust his rookie enough to make it one of our five, but just looking at the matchup wise, everything matches up really well for this Colts team. And we also don't know if Leonard's going to be back for this Colts defense, which is a big deal too. So yep. for me, there's just too much unknown on a Tuesday to really give out either side on this Colts number. Yep, I agree. Also, Carson Wentz might only have six interceptions, but they seem to come at the time where that might as well be 24 interceptions. No, he has, he's had like 10 drop picks. He's, he's been very lucky this year, but it's just funny looking on paper. He's having statistically a good year. The Eagles are visiting the Washington football team. The Eagles are flying high. They're three and a half point favorites on the road against a Washington football team whose play on the field and morale on the sideline is starting to reflect the dysfunction of the ownership. Like this team is a train wreck. That game on Sunday night was terrible. Another game I didn't watch. Then again, overreaction. Yep. You Let's know? go, baby. Got to bet Washington football team, Foxhole. Better Foxhole, than we- we're the Foxhole. Let's climb down into the foxhole. Love it. I knew everyone was going to hate this one. That's why it's immediately as I saw this line, I was like, okay, this is probably going to be our foxhole bet because there might be only four of us getting down to this foxhole and fighting off the Germans here. It's a bad number for a bad team. You're never going to get the Eagles at a higher point in the season. I mean, if you hate this number, if you really do, just fade the Eagles first half. They've been one of the worst teams in the first half this season. So. This is a number I bet early. It moved against me, moved from three and a half up to four. I bet it again. I'll be all over Washington this week. It's just simply a matchup and number-based kind of thing where the Eagles just had one of their biggest wins of the season. Now they're going on the road to play a team that just got blown out in a primetime game. We love this number every time. The only reason I'm not putting more money on it is just because of COVID stuff, but it feels like Washington football teams had every player on their teams had COVID, so we should be good. So I'm betting it. I'm not going to say there's a 100% chance this will be one of our five, but this is a game that it's probably my highest or second highest bet game right now this week. So I really love this Washington spot. Wow. That much. Yeah. It's just a classic divisional game late in the year. People are just out on this Washington team. They think they're absolutely terrible. I mean, they just got, what was it? 56 points they gave up to this Cowboys team. So I I get it. I get why they're so anti. They don't want to bet this team, but. That's why you have to bet it. If they're as bad as people think they are, why isn't this number seven? Obviously, the bookmakers know what they're doing, making this that low, trying to get that Eagles money coming in. Each win means even more in the college football playoffs. That's why FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with 30 to 1 enhanced odds on any team to win their semifinal game. That means you can bet $5 to win 150 bucks on any team to make it to the final. Right now, I like Michigan against Georgia as seven and a half point underdogs. You can also choose the Cincinnati, Alabama game. Alabama is currently a 13 and a half point favorite. Just sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook using promo code favorites and make a deposit to claim your 30 to one enhanced odds. There's no better place to bet the college football playoffs than on America's number one sports book. 
It's a simple and easy to use app with great new offers every day. It's safe and secure with best in class customer service. And when you win, FanDuel will pay you your winnings in as little as two hours. Already have FanDuel Sportsbook? FanDuel is hooking all customers up with $50 when you refer a friend. Plus, your friend will get $50 too. Don't miss your chance to win $150 off a $5 bet on the college football playoffs. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app or head to sportsbook.fanduel.com and sign up using promo code FAVORITES to get 30 to 1 odds on any playoff team to win. You must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only, $10 first deposit required, must wager in designated offer market, a max bonus of $150. Bonus for Tennessee users is fulfilled in site credit within 72 hours and expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. The Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789 and visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Let's get back to the show. The Rams, another team flying high on the road at the Ravens. The Rams are three and a half point favorites. This Ravens team is just impossible to handicap right now. You never know who's going to be playing. Yeah, what the hell do we do with this number? What is this number? Is Vegas giving us free money? I, 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 what the hell? Why is this number three and a half? This is the weirdest number of the week. The bookmakers know something or, or they're all idiots. No clue. Either I take the Ravens or I just stay away because this, this line stinks. Well, right now, the, it's a pros Joe's game. 86% of the bets are on the Rams, 71% of the money on the Ravens. But to my point, who's playing quarterback for the Ravens? It's got to be Lamar. Up? It's going to be Lamar. It had, I mean, the pros must know something because this line stinks. I mean, to me, when I, when, I, when I made this number, if it's Lamar's backup, I made this seven and a half. And with Lamar, I make them a minus one favorite, the Ravens. That's how big of a difference is between him and the third string quarterback. So that's eight points of line movement. They just opened this up right in the between. They're just saying, you know what? We'll let the professionals make a decision for us. Clearly, you just said it. the pros have made their decision. They're coming in on the Ravens. So. I, like I said, I'm either going to bet the Ravens or I'm not going to bet either side or bet not bet a side. So we'll see if we have more Monday, more info on Thursday. But you you love matchup wise. You love everything this offense can do with the Ravens against this defense that the Rams have. The biggest scary part is they might have the worst secondary in football right now. The Ravens with injuries, they, they just they're down to fourth, fifth, sixth stringers starting right yeah. now for them. So we, we know that's where Stafford shines. But again. Stafford on the road, outdoors. I, I want to take the Ravens so bad in this position. Again, he threw three interceptions last week, and they won by seven. I, I just cannot see him getting away with that kind of playing style against Lamar and this Ravens team at home. This COVID is fucking everything up. Oh, I fucking hate it. I, I can't wait till next year. I feel like by next year, we're going to finally have a normal football season. Well, we'll see. Wishful thinking. Wishful yeah. thinking. 
I don't think I don't, normal is going to be redefined is the thing. Um, you and your you liberals. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I hate that saying. You got to rethink normal. Normal is never going to be normal. God damn you. Well, it's the fucking truth. Dickhead. <laughs> I hate that scene so much, though. It is what it is. Hardy, what do you think of that? It is what it is. Well, I remember talking to you in 1980. Uh, what was it? 1918, when the Spanish flu hit. You said it's time and it's never going to be the same. Chad, it came back to normal. Okay. So eventually we'll get there. Also, listen, it wasn't exactly normal after the Spanish flu. A lot <laughs> of stuff true. changed. Yeah. A couple of world wars. The Falcons are on the road visiting the Buffalo Bills, the resurgent Bills, the dominant Bills, the Bills who are on their way to clinching the AFC East when everyone thought the Patriots were about to meet Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. They're 14 and a half point favorites. This number is too big. I know. I hate it. We, like, I, I'm so glad you said that because I, I thought you were going to be like, don't make me fucking do it, but we have to do it. We have to take Atlanta. Too many points. I made this game 12. Up to 14 and a half at certain books, 14, I believe, at FanDuel. I don't know. I, I think maybe they're looking at they're saying the matchups with Atlanta, they've just been getting blown out by good teams. They beat up bad teams. That's fair. I mean, teams are what they are. This is week 17. Nothing's really going to change. Teams just simply are what they are. So to me, I don't really get the line. That's maybe what's scaring me off a little bit because it was eight, eight and a half. The Bills win that game against the Patriots. Josh Allen looks great. And now it's shot up six and a half points. Makes no sense. Doesn't really, doesn't make sense. So that's, I'm going to need to talk to other professionals and see what they're saying about this game. But I, I see no reason why you don't take Atlanta and you take those free points they're giving you. The line just moved way too much. But we talked about that Bills, New England game, that felt like that was a scheduled win for that Bills team. We knew they were the better team. We knew Mac was going to eventually regress because he is a rookie. And that it's, the extended season not helping these rookie quarterbacks. They're, this is literally... This is when they kind of fall apart. These defenses have them figured out. So this Bills team, they're legit. Josh Allen looks really good. He's playing the best he has all year heading into the playoffs. But against a veteran quarterback and Matt, Matt Ryan, and again, Atlanta's offense, when they have the piece of when Cordell Patterson's playing and Kyle Pitts is there, they make plays. They keep these games competitive. So I, I'll take that number, but I need to talk to other pros before I really put a lot of money on it. Well, it's interesting because in the next game, the Jaguars are playing the Patriots. They are anywhere from 14 and a half to 16 point favorites. The Patriots are also feels like way too big of a number. Given actually, go. What? I actually bet the Patriots right when this opened. Um, you did. Yeah. This is more a bet about Bill. Bill, Bill Belichick versus rookie quarterbacks. He just covers against them. I, I don't even look at the number, honestly. As, if, as soon as I see it's Bill versus a rookie, I just bet it because historically, he, he does really well. I mean, this year, he didn't cover against Houston. And I believe he covered twice against the Jets with Zach Wilson and the other kid that started for them. So I'm trying to think off the top of my head, these other rookies he's played this year. But just historically, his defense, his scheme, it's the best. It's just so good that these, he just throws things these rookies haven't seen. The fact that we have all this tape at this point in the season on Trevor Lawrence, I know it's scaring you off. It's a huge number. And like the pro in me wants to tell you to take the other side, but I take big spreads. It's like with uh, the Chiefs last week. I was telling people to take them at minus 10 and a half. If there's opportunity there, and I think this number's still a little short, I'll take that number. So to me, as long as this number stays under 17, 17 and a half, I'm going to take uh, this Patriots team. That's disgusting. It is. I know, I know, I know you're hated, so we won't make it one of my five, but I will be on the Patriots this week. 
You mentioned the Bears. They are hosting the Giants. The Giants are six and a half point dogs. This is a very weird game because the Bears are terrible. And I'm hoping that Justin Fields is on the shelf for the rest of the year. The Giants are terrible. Mike Glennon doesn't really look like he belongs in the NFL. Uh, He's at the other end of his career that Drew Locke is. Like, neither of them look like they should be NFL (laughs) quarterbacks. And six and a half feels like a lot of points to be an underdog against a Bears team that just isn't very good. I would agree with you in the sense that the Bears are, I I would have to look at my power rating sheet, but I believe I had them at number 28 or 27. They're, They're one of my worst rated teams. The worst are the Giants. They are my lowest rated team right now in football. And it's simply because of the quarterback position. So I talked to a couple of professionals. They've come in on the Giants. They've bet this number. I think it was at seven. They bet it down to six, six and a half of certain books. I will be on the other way. I love the Bears. I'm especially happy if this is Nick Foles. This is why I fucking hate Nagy. And I can't wait for Nagy to be fired. How can he look his owner in the face and say, I started Andy Dalton over Nick Foles all season in those games? Like, in what world is Andy Dalton a better example or mentor for Justin Fields than Nick Foles would be? Andy Dalton plays that game against the Seahawks. There's zero chance he drives that field at the end of the game and scores that touchdown. I mean, he just, the man isn't a winner. He's like, he is not a winner. Uh, Nick Foles has proven time and time again he's a winner in clutch moments, that whole playoff run. He's just a big time quarterback. So I, I like the Bears' momentum, them coming home. I like everything about this. So the pros will be on the Giants. I'm going to be on the chalk at home with the Bears as long as it's Nick Foles and not Andy Dalton. You, you sleep on your team too much, man. Your, your guy's defense is good. What is it? Is, is there a Roquan about to break the sacks record? Did he break the Bears' sacks Robert record? Quinn. Robert, Robert Quinn. Quinn. 17 sacks. So, something crazy Richard, like that. So yeah, yeah. I, I see the team playing for someone like him, and I see the team playing for a guy like Nick Foles who he still believes he's a starter. That's why that game was so big for him last week. It was a kind of a prove-it game for Nick. Showing these other teams, he still has it. So to me, the Giants have quit on their head coach. They've quit on their GM. I see a Bears team that's resilient. They don't care about Matt Nagy. I think they're playing for the guys inside that locker room. So I, I like these two teams going different directions right now. I like the arrow going up for the Bears. And I like fading this Giants team. I faded them last week. Yeah, that first half sucked. I was like, why the hell did I take the Eagles minus 10 when it was 3-3? But then Jake Fromm started throwing the ball. And then, again, they don't have a quarterback. The Giants literally do not have a quarterback. So to me, as long as it stays under seven, I'll take this number. You're convincing me. I liked that at the press conference this week, Matt Nagy was asked if he thought he'd be coaching the last few games. And he was basically like, I guess so. If, he, if they don't start interviewing coaches, though, next week, if I was a Bears fan, I would riot. Like, I would literally – we'll see what these fans do at the game. They should do some type of protest against this front office because – Nagy cannot keep this job. This, this man it cannot keep this job. He is an awful, awful coach. So we'll see. I, I feel bad for Bears fans that typical they're going to win these meaningless games at the end of the year. But it just feels like scheduled wins. Like that Seahawks game, we talked about that. just felt like it was way too many points for two shitty teams. I think that's why the pros are coming on the Giants because this feels like too many points for two shitty teams. But I think this change of the QB position is what, what's going to be the difference here. I think that Nick Foles is going to carry this Bears team to a victory at the end of the year. Dolphins visiting the Titans. Talk about a team that is ready to roll. Dolphins, very short road hunter dogs against the Tennessee Titans. Tua didn't look great last night from what I heard, but this is a, uh, this is a tough one. What? Tough this is one. a layup. 
layup, layup. Easy, easy bet. Locked to be one of our fives. Tennessee, don't care the number. I would take this up to six. So wow. Yeah. L- love the matchup. I love the I love the Dolphins story. It's incredible. I think Stucky's tweeted about a hundred times about the Dolphins are frauds. They haven't played anyone. That's not totally true. They beat Lamar at home on a Thursday night, which started this whole kind of run. If you remember, we were probably one of like three people that bet Miami against Lamar in that game. Yep. So if, it, if, it, if I'm flipping on the Dolphins, that should be a sign to people that this is when you get off that Dolphins train. That was my favorite bet last week. That was a scheduled loss for that Saints team coming off that big win. Same thing here. Dolphins are matchup prone against very physical dominating teams. They get beat and they haven't had to play in one of those teams in a lot. What is it? Seven weeks, eight weeks. They haven't really had to play a good quarterback and a physical team. That's what we have here. It's the perfect mix of a Tennessee team that's tough as shit. They got the big bodies. They have the quarterback. They have the wide receivers. Love, love this matchup for Tennessee. So to me, I, I, I love the books. The books, they just set these traps, and, I, and immediately I can see them. This is going to be one of the more square bets of the week. I, I, the public's going to come in all over the Dolphins as a dog, getting that plus number. Whatever it ends up with Tennessee, I'll be on. It's already a massive pros Joe's game. 96% of the bets are on Miami. 93% of the money is on Tennessee. And pros have the same numbers I do. They're looking at this on paper. It's such a big discrepancy up front between these O-lines and D-lines with this Tennessee team. So it's, it's a nice matchup for Tennessee. It's just a really, really bad one for Miami. This is like, again, they have a tough, tough end of the year here. They play them. And I was their game next week. I have to look it up, but they might be, um, is it New England? It's, it's something where at the end of the year, just two guns, two playoff teams. It sucks because Miami is such a feel-good story. They started one and seven. They won seven straight. That's a great story, but I think it ends here. That might have been my confusion at the beginning. The Texans visiting the Niners. Texans are 12 and a half point underdogs. Another early candidate for a pro Joe with a lot of bets coming in on the Texans, a lot of money coming in on the Niners as huge, huge favorites. It's the Niners at home, right? Yep. I, I almost always fade the Niners at home in this position, but this is just I, – I can't do it with Houston after that game last week. That was the perfect game for them. Every, every time they'd hand it off, they were making these big breaks, these big runs. Davis Mills had zero pressure on them because Bosa was out of that game with COVID. They just – they're just two very different teams. We see the Chargers. They, they had a bunch of key guys out. The 49ers don't have that issue. The only pause is it's, my, it's going to be Trey Lance. So I don't know what to do with this one. I'm all in on Trey Lance. I love Trey Lance. His, his tape was unbelievable in college. I love the pick by Shanahan, him and his scheme. Again, it was two months straight of everyone telling me Mac Jones was going to the 49ers. And I kept saying, I don't believe it. I just can't see with this offense. We're going to see in this game why I believed it. I just see this is the perfect thing where Kyle Shanahan turned RG3 into the rookie of the year, almost an MVP candidate his rookie year. I could see the same things with Trey Lance. Trey Lance has all the same exact tools as RG3 did, but he's smarter. He can read defenses. So I, I, it's a big game. I want to tell people you just take the points here with Houston because I like fading a rookie quarterback and it's like, you know, what is this, his second start this season? I don't know what to do with this one. The, the number feels good to me. I made this number 13. When they told me it was Trey Lance, I bumped it down to 11. So technically the the the, the value right now is on Houston, but – I don't really know what to do with it because I don't really know how to read Trey Lance. I just haven't seen him play enough. We're going to wait. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to, we're probably not going to do anything. It's definitely not going to be in our top five. We got a lot of other candidates for the top five. So we're not like, 
hurting right now. It seems like there are a couple of games that we freaking love. So we haven't we haven't done the Simon Says yet. Yeah, we got there's two candidates for Simon Says. You're gonna love them both. So they're coming up. All right, the uh, Broncos against the Chargers in Los Angeles. The Chargers so inconsistent. Justin Herbert. Oh goodness. Yikes. Oh goodness. Yikey. They are five point favorites against the Broncos. I assume we've got Teddy Bridgewater back this week. I haven't seen reports, but if we do, it's hard not to take the Broncos here. I'm starting to trust Vic Fangio as a coach more than Brandon Staley. I'm right there with you. We, we'll keep it moving because we'll, we spend so much time on the other games, but if Teddy's in people, me, me and Chad, Teddy, if Teddy's our underdog on the road, we take Teddy. So, Yep. And the other thing we could say is the Chargers have one of the worst run defenses I've ever seen in football, and every week they've gotten worse somehow. Like again, Houston Rex Burkhead ran for 150 on them last week. You're going against a Denver team that has a two-headed monster and Melvin Gordon and, and Javante Williams. So yeah, I hate this matchup for the Chargers. We'll, we'll we'll be on their Broncos, but we need to know if it's Teddy. I can't bet any more money on Locke. Panthers, these Panthers, touchdown underdogs on the road at New Orleans. Do we even know who's playing quarterback for New Orleans yet? No, apparently the pros don't care. I talked to a couple of big time pros. They bet heavily on the Saints. They're pretty much saying, we think there's two teams that have fully quit on this season. One is the Giants, two is the Panthers. And I should have listened to them last week. I faded the Giants last week, but I I was like, no, I think this team's going to play for Cam. I thought they would really show up last week. They've quit. That, That team has simply quit. So I'm interested to see what the public will even do with this line later in the week, but the fact that I've heard other professionals, they've come in, they bet the Saints. I think it's up to seven now, like you said. I, I guess I tell people to bet the Saints, but this will be one of my less bet games. I, I just really don't have a feel for it right now. Next game. I know we're going a little bit faster than usual, but there is a massive number of games, and we want to make sure we, uh, we get to all of them in a timely manner. Cardinals, road dogs, a fading Cardinals team, really disappointed us on Saturday night. Five and a half point dogs against the Cowboys. I do think there's a little bit, there's probably about two points of value here on the Cardinals. This game should probably be three and a half or three. And I would be right there with you, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Everything you just said is true. Cardinals are on the right side. Dallas, I think they're probably one of the more overrated teams right now. They're 12 and three against the spread. They're, they're obviously due for regression. Tell you right now, next year, this is going to be one of my bigger fades all season. I'll just always fade Dallas because all their lines next year are going to be overinflated just because of what they've done this year. I mean, two of the biggest public teams in all of football are the Cowboys and Green Bay. I think they're one and two against the spread. So that's that's pretty crazy. Those two teams are always getting bet up. The, the line value has not mattered. Even if, you're, if you've been betting against them, you've been a loser this year. So. I don't know what to do with this one. Like, I want to so bad go against the Cowboys, but this could be a sharp trap because this line doesn't make sense. When I made this line, I made it seven. The, the Cowboys are healthy on offense. They have all their weapons right now. We see they're all clicking. We, we have seen it with this Arizona team. They just have not looked right. Hopkins went down. Now they don't have a weapon on third down. That's a key thing. They didn't have Connor last week. That obviously was a big deal. They, they, they couldn't have those big runs. They faltered a lot in the red zone. Connor is very important to them. The biggest one is J.J. Watt. If you look at what they were against the run before J.J. Watt, who was playing D-tackle for them, got hurt, it's like night and day. They were 7-0. and He's gone down. We've seen what they've become on defense. They can be run on. That's the Cowboys' identity. They want to run it with Zeke. They want to run it with Pollard. So 
Yeah. The pro of me wants to be like what Chad just said. There's you're getting two free points of value just because of what happened last week and what this team, the Cowboys have done this year to the books. They've destroyed the books. The public keeps winning on. So I'll wait. Hope this number keeps getting betting on. Maybe if it hits seven, that's when I see the value coming on the Cardinals and I'll make that bet. But if it stays under six, six and a half, I, I just can't bet the Cardinals at that number. All right. So we're going to wait on that one. Yeah. All right, next up, let's talk about the Detroit Lions visiting the Seattle Seahawks. They are basically a touchdown underdog on the road. Gross. We'll just, I mean, we'll just keep betting the Lions, I guess. I have no idea what to read on this game. Well, what's I your like number? the value. What's your number? I, I think it's good at what it is. I made it seven. The pros came in heavy when it was nine and a half, eight and a yeah. half. They bet it down. Some books down to six and a half. I, I'd still take the Lions there at that number. I think that's a fair price for... Seahawks team that just cannot stop the run. We know the Lions' identity. The Lions want to run it down your throat and then have quick passes, and that's what's worked for them. So, man, I hate to do it. I, I can't believe I'm doing it, but I'll, I'll take the Lions here. I'll take the points. But, man, this is a gross one. This probably won't be one of our five. No, I mean, you're not getting the best of the number anymore. I think if I had seen this at nine, you know, we do this podcast that comes out on Mondays with Raheem Palmer and Brandon Anderson, in which they will take a look at the sort of the hot reads of the early lines. And this at nine, this was, they were all over this one. Action Network podcast, check it out. They were all over this one early. That makes me anxious about getting it at seven. Although to be honest, like I just know the Seahawks, they're, they're not dissimilar to me from the Giants and the Panthers. Like there's a lot of chaos there. There's questions about the future of the organization. Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, their defense is horrible. Awful. And the Lions, like they don't seem to know how bad they are. You know what I mean? The craziest part is like one of my favorite bets was betting they're under and Houston's under. And now I'm sweating those. It's it's scary time, especially how much money I have on Houston. Houston, luckily, it's five and the and Lions were five and a half. I know they were bet down, I think four and a half and five. Yeah. I thought Lions, and you're talking about uh season win totals, by the way. Yeah, season win totals. Sorry. It's interesting. I, I'll give I'll give Campbell all the credit in the world. It is pretty amazing what they've done. When you look on paper, they're they're not as terrible as you think they are. They're actually graded out as one of the top five offensive lines in all football this year. So they have stuff to build on there, the lines. But just for this game, I think Chad's nailed on the head. The defense of Seattle is so bad. It was the same reason I wanted to take the Bears plus seven. Who who the hell are they to be favored by that many points? This feels like it's a, a respect to Russell Wilson of the old, giving them that many points at home. I'm not buying it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take lines. I just don't know if it'll be one of our five. Credit to Dan Campbell. Also, credit to Dave Culley of the Texans because there's no one who was thinking they would get even close to their season win total, and they're making you sweat. Not at all. I mean, few franchises have drafted worse and done worse in free agency than Houston. And look at them. It's incredible. Davis Mills, someone was saying, why isn't he up for rookie of the year? That's a fair, honestly, that's a fair argument. Totally. Like, you look on what Mac Jones has around him in New England compared to what this kid has been dealing with in Houston, that's a fair argument. It's just, if Mac gets the playoffs, you have to give it to him. He's a quarterback. He's a rookie quarterback that played all, all season. His team's in the playoffs. So that, that to me is the better year for Davis Mills than Trevor Lawrence. Easily. No, he's honestly, in my opinion, he's number two quarterback this year. It's, it's Mac one than him. So it's, it's definitely interesting. It's totally amazing. The Vikings. Totally disappointed us, speaking of. Speak for yourself. Point, what's that? Didn't speak for yourself. I was on well, the Rams. Disappointed us in the fact that the, the right number on that, it should have been a touchdown, uh, a field goal game. And yeah. 
everyone should have won their bets. They should have, everyone on, on the Vikings at three and a half and the Rams at two and a half, they should have, everyone should have won. The Vikings <laughs> fucked it up. Six and a half point dogs against the Packers. Feels like a good number though. Like I look at that and I'm not going to be overreactive to the Vikings at the end of the year. You mentioned the Packers and they're against the spread number this year. They are due for regression. Obviously, them and, them and the Cowboys, teams generally will be 500 or a little bit better or a little bit worse against the spread. The Packers and Cowboys, like combined, are, I don't know, like I think they've lost six games total against the spread. So, and the Packers, you know, this Browns game was one of them. But it feels like this is another spot where it could be a close game. 100%. The fact that we're the number one biggest podcast, sports gambling podcast in the world, I can't make this my Simon Says Bet because I want to do it with the Vikings, but it's Kirk in prime time. We love this number. I mean, this is. You bet this every time. Divisional matchup this late in the season. These teams aren't that different. I know the record, you're looking on paper, go, holy, well, the Green Bay is going to be the number one seed in the NFC. Vikings aren't going to make the playoffs. The Vikings were fucked from the get-go. We talked all preseason. That was the stinkiest win total all offseason. It was just sitting there at nine, nine and a half. Some, some books moved it back down to eight and a half. They were never going to hit that over. It, like the, it felt like the fix was in coming into the year with this Vikings team. So. To me, this is the typical, everyone's off the Vikings. Everyone's going to be in on Green Bay. This number should be four, three and a half. We're getting three points. It could even go up to seven again. We'll get back at seven. That's even better. We love the Vikings here. It just sucks it's a primetime game. If this is one o'clock in the afternoon in Green Bay, I'd be all in. This would be probably my biggest bet of the week. But because it's primetime, I got to remember it's Kirk Cousins in primetime. And historically, he always lets us down. So... I, I had to bet this number, but just the fact that it's in prime time, I won't bet as much. I know what you're going to say next. The Browns are visiting the Steelers. The Steelers are three and a half point underdogs at home, coming off a dreadful game in which it really doesn't look like they have a play other than Ben Roethlisberger throw it up and hope someone calls <laughs> pass interference. But we got to we got to says this one. Dad knows me so well, and that's why I love that you said Pittsburgh in your head, just because. It's rare I'll do back-to-back Monday nights as my biggest bets of the week. The same reason we took Miami last week at three and a half. The same reason we'll take Pittsburgh here. Man, that game couldn't have gone any better for us, that Chiefs game. Everything we said about Pittsburgh came true. They just, they never had a chance. That offense was never going to be able to keep up with that Kansas City offense. This is the best. Pittsburgh's defense at home, late December, after a blowout loss. God, this is too easy. Too easy. Take Pittsburgh. Take their money line. I make this line minus one. You're getting four and a half points of free points just because Roethlisberger might have a dead arm. I love this one. That's why I, I hate doing my sinuses on Monday nights because people have to wait all weekend. When it's like the Dolphins game like that was last night, it's always worth the wait. When you have a plus number against an inferior team, it's the best feeling. So to me, there's no doubt by the time this game kicks off, it's going to be below three. The number will be below three. It'll be two and a half or at three. Take that three and a half as long as you can. I mean, here's the thing. We've now gone through the entire slate. We love the Steelers. We love the Washington football team. I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of taking the Vikings. We like the Chiefs. We could like the Lions. Like, we like every game. We have an opinion on every game, almost every game. Yeah, I bet a lot of games earlier this week. But again, I've been talking to a lot of pros, and we feel like we're getting good value that we can buy out of if COVID does happen. So it honestly feels like a lot of these lines are juiced up at this time of year, just because, like you said, these these teams like Green Bay, like Dallas, have just been burning these sports books. So 
feels like we're getting two, three points of value early in this week right now. I mean, this, this Pittsburgh line is ridiculous. Like that, yeah. back in the day, you never see this kind of line, such an overreaction. But the books have to do it. So many people are coming in so heavy on Cleveland. They have to move that number to what they did. All right. We got our Simon Says. It's the Steelers. Our Foxholes, the Washington football team. We've gone through the entire slate. We will do big balls on Thursday. Convince me 11 a.m. Sundays. Watch it. It's not a podcast. You got to watch it. Action Network HQ. You can also get it at Action Network's YouTube page. We'll do our Moneyline Parlay on Thursday. Last week in Scoot Roulette, I had the Chiefs and you had Miami. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play Scoot Roulette. You get to go first again this week. You already know. I'm going to keep it simple, stupid. I just want to win. That's my whole goal here. I'll just take the sharpest number every week, and I'll just keep beating this shit out of Chad. Give me Pittsburgh three and a half. Tricky, tricky. I, I'm going to take the Titans minus three and a half. That was my other option. That was, that's, the, that's the biggest one that stands out, biggest line discrepancy. Forgot about that one. Add that to the list. Like, if we had to choose right now, we could choose five. No, automatic. I can think of two favorites and three dogs that are just automatic plays. If for we had to right choose now. right now, we would choose Titans, Chiefs, Steelers, Vikes, Washington football team, right? Easily. Those are the two favorites and three dogs. Are we on the same page? Yeah. Same page. Wow. Bro. Is that amazing? Only because I know I'm just, it's very, very little I can do to convince you to take the Bears, but we'll see you come this Sunday. All right. Well, here's the thing. Like people are complaining, hey, why are you putting the picks in the app? Follow the app, the phase five on Sunday. Office stale lines. We're giving away the games that we're talking about right now with the numbers that they are. We like these games. We will make the decision on Sunday based on a variety of other factors. And usually we're worse on Sunday. So I don't know what the fuck these people are bitching about. Seriously. This is this is where we're giving good info. Tuesday, when our minds are clear. Minds are clear. Come we're Sunday. not connected to the emotions of the day. We're human. No. We're like yeah. anybody else. Most <laughs> we we make most of our bets Monday through Friday. Yeah, I don't I honestly might make one bet. Sunday. All my bets are done by Sunday, honestly. Like the only time I'll bet Sunday morning is if I'm buying out of positions. Huh. Am I missing anything? No, you nailed it. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate your support. This has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. Download us from Spotify. Again, remember, you can now rate podcasts on Spotify. Give us a five-star review. We don't care if you rip us. Feedback is a gift. It's got to be five stars. Do the same thing on Apple Podcasts. We will be back on Thursday talking about the games, narrowing things down, getting closer to Sunday. Until then, love you.